This is the final homily in the Lenten homily series for proof for God's existence. This homily is entitled, Benefits of Being a Christian. In today's long passion narrative from John's Gospel, chapter 19, we hear, quote, So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle, end quote. Often, when people think of being a Christian, they think of how difficult it can be to be a follower of Jesus Christ. They fear they will have to give up a great deal in order to be a Christian. So they neither become a Christian or they don't advance in the Christian life. After all, look at what Jesus gave up, his own life, in order to convince us how much he loves us. In this Lenten homily series, we have addressed many of the reasons atheists and agnostics don't believe in God. Reasons, too, why many Christians stop practicing their faith. Remove these obstacles by offering proofs for God's existence and offer a person for them to believe in, the person of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, then a major obstacle that remains that can keep an individual from becoming a Christian or returning to his or her practice of the Christian faith or growing, advancing in the Christian faith is the fear that if one really gave himself or herself over to Christ, they would have to give up a lot, a lot in life, a lot in this life. Therefore, in this final homily, I'd like to offer some thoughts on the benefits of being Christian. Benefits that I believe can help not only those who struggle with belief and faith in God, but also help those who are trying to live their faith day by day, people like you and me. Along the way, though, keep in mind that I can only touch upon a few benefits of being a Christian. There are too many to count and far too many for just one homily. Indeed, Christianity seems to come at a pretty steep price. Jesus tells us clearly that whoever wishes to follow him must lay down his own life, pick up his cross, and follow him. Sometimes it can be hard to do this, especially when you can't see the immediate benefits. But being a Christian is a life with many advantages. Here are seven of the many benefits of being a Christian. Gleaned from the pages of the blogs of Active Christianity, all are really good reasons to give up just about anything to live for Christ and benefits that far outweigh whatever sacrifices we make to obtain all that Christ can give us. Number one, receive a personal connection with Jesus Christ. Want to have a lifelong friend and companion, mentor and teacher, role model, and help in every situation in life? Jesus is such a person for us. He was tempted in all things like us, but overcame all sin. So no matter what we meet in life, Jesus can relate to our situation and will help us to get through it too. He's somebody we can talk to any time of day about anything at all. He's always there through thick and thin, and he is always able to help us. Jesus is somebody to whom we can say, help me, 
I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And Jesus would say back to us, I know, I've been there too, but I got victory over that. Let me show you how. Let me give you strength. He won't leave us alone. No matter how big and scary the world is, no matter how many difficult situations pile up, no matter how cold and alone we feel, Jesus is there for us. What more could anyone ask for? What are you willing to risk to have this in your life? Number two, receive the Holy Spirit as a help and companion in your life. The Holy Spirit is sent from heaven to be a guiding presence and power in your life. In Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, we hear, quote, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, end quote. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses and makes intercession for us. With the Holy Spirit in our hearts, there's nothing that can stop us from living completely according to God's will and having joy, no matter our circumstances. We are not alone, not with the Holy Spirit and the greatest power in the universe dwelling inside of us. Struggling with prayer? The Holy Spirit will even help us to pray. Number three, receive victory over sin. So much of the misery in our world is somehow connected to human sins. As Christians, we're called to get victory over all conscience, conscience sin. In other words, we can be free from everything that makes us miserable. Impatience, anger, lust, jealousy, hatred, violence, betrayal, infidelity. These are not pleasant things to experience. Living according to your sins is like grasping at the wind. It will only leave you empty and miserable and constantly needing more. Reaching for the satisfaction of your lust, that seems so close, but will never be enough. When you get victory over your sin, then you find joy, a perfect heavenly joy that won't leave you feeling empty and miserable. Sin can feel like it makes you happy for a little while, but the passing pleasures of sin are nothing compared to the joy of living a victorious life. Number four, take on the virtues of Christ and be transformed into his image. Jesus spent his life victorious over all sin. Just like Jesus, we're called to live this overcoming life. And as we become freed from sin, we become more and more transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. What does this mean? Well, St. Paul teaches us in Galatians 5, 20, 22, quote, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, perseverance, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, end quote. When we let the Holy Spirit come into our hearts and begin to follow Jesus and having victory over sin, then we'll begin to take on the fruit of the Spirit. Wouldn't it be great to be able to be more and more loving, joyful, and peaceful, instead of selfish, proud, anxious, or angry. What a blessing we can be to others, too, not just to ourselves. As we become more and more like Christ, our capacity to bless and serve others increases. Not only does Christianity make me happy, but when we practice it, 
we can also make those around us happy, and that serves to only increase our joy. Number five, happiness in the earthly life, not just the heavenly life. Everywhere you look, people are wondering what the formula is for a happy life. It is a universal goal, yet very few have come up with the answer. But as Christians, a happy life is promised to us. God speaks to us through the prophet Jeremiah 29:11. Quote, "For I know the thoughts that I think towards you," says the Lord, "thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope." End quote. It was never God's intention that we should be miserable on the earth for all of our lives, then become happy only in heaven. God has thoughts of peace towards us. He wants us to be happy now. And as long as we align our will with God's will for our lives, then of course that is what's going to happen regardless of our circumstances. Along these lines, St. Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians 7, 4, quote, I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all our tribulation, end quote. This is what it means to be Christian, to be exceedingly joyful even in all of our tribulations. Look, it's easy to be happy when everything in your life is going well, but being a Christian means that we can also maintain our joy even when things seem to be going against us, even when we suffer in joy. Who doesn't want this much sought-after formula for living? Number six, peace and rest and a life without worry. St. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite passages in the scriptures, quote, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose, end quote. The world is a very uncertain place, as we know. Natural disasters, financial insecurity, economic crises, viruses, and diseases, let alone all the obligations and expectations and personal hardships we experience. How can anyone possibly find rest in such a tumultuous time? But it is written that all things work together for good for those who love God. This means that no matter what happens in the world, God takes care of His children. Come what may, God will take care of those who love Him. Nothing can happen to us that isn't for our absolute best. Whether we understand what the end result of a situation is or don't understand it at all, we can go through life in complete confidence and trust in God, knowing that our whole life has been arranged for the best. And all we have to do is keep saying yes to God, giving Him our free will so that we can, He can use whatever comes our way. God's best. Now, God's best doesn't always mean what is most convenient to us or for our idea of what the best entails. God allows us to experience trials that, taken in the right way, are opportunities to put our sin to death and experience more and more joy. Isn't this the very best for us? Do we really think we can come up with a better life on our own? And number seven, life in eternity. Death is the greatest unknown in life. 
Fear of death can be the cause of much worry and anxiety, and we can expend a lifetime running from it and not becoming who God created us to be. But Christians can go through life with the hope and certainty that they will always be with the Lord. Listen to what Jesus tells us in John 11, 25-26. Quote, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. An eternal life in heaven without hunger or thirst, without tears, what could be better than this? Nobody in their right mind should say no to such a life. Deep down inside, isn't this what everybody wants? An eternal life of joy, without suffering, forever love, protected, fulfilled, engaged, belonging. And the only price is that we lay down our life here on earth by putting to death sin and selfishness like Jesus did and living according to God's will. And remember, God's will he wills our best. When the price is this great, when the prize is this great, the price is nothing in comparison. God gives us everything we could possibly want or need. He alone sees clearly how we ought to live our lives. He has laid out the perfect life before us. And if we are on board with His will for our life, then this life will bring us and to complete happiness in heaven. Knowing what lies before us too will be a constant strength and hope as we go through the ups and downs of this life. In today's Gospel from John 19, Jesus pays the ultimate price for us. He suffers for us, with us. He dies in our place so that we don't die eternally separated from the Father. Yes, even the Son of God who became the Son of Man, had to sacrifice for the Father's will to be accomplished in Him and through Him. This sacrifice of His life is our greatest example and inspiration and the love we need to also be willing to let go of whatever is holding us back from being all that God created us to be in order that we might fully realize our identity and dignity, purpose and mission in this life. Indeed, the price we pay to be a Christian and to live as a Christian is nothing compared to all the benefits we receive by actively, intentionally, faithfully, and passionately living this life in Christ. Additionally, when we live our Christian life with great conviction, we will inspire so many others, folks who are very important to us, like family and friends, to follow Christ with us. We will stir in them what the Holy Spirit has stirred in us. By the way we live our lives, we will become all the proof that others will need to know that God truly exists in this universe because they will see Him existing in us. And seeing Christ exist in us, they will desire that He also come to exist in them. Living our Christian faith with great conviction then becomes the greatest proof of God's existence for our unbelieving world. This concludes our Lenten homily series, nine homilies. I hope you have found these homilies helpful for you and your own relationships with God. And I pray that you will love others enough to want to share these homilies with them. They have all been recorded and on 
they are on our parish website. You just have to, uh, on the homepage, go to uh, our homily podcast. God bless you.